Welcome to the exploratory journey. In this episode, I'm joined by Daniel Glazer, who is an American technology lawyer and a managing partner of Wilson Sonsini's London office. Since the 2010 launch of the UK government's Tech City initiative, Dan has advised high-grade UK and European technology and life sciences companies on raising capital in the US and UK, alongside expanding their businesses into US markets. Dan also leads the firm's US expansion group, which supports UK and other non-US technology and life sciences companies through their US life cycle, including launch, expansion, fundraising, M&A, and IPO work. Dan was honoured as the American Lawyer's first Transatlantic Innovator of the Year, and UK Tech News has recognised Dan as one of London's top international connectors. He's partnered with a variety of tech-related organisations, including Founders Factory, Tech Nation, the Mayor of London's International Business Programme, and the UK Department of International Trade, alongside many others. Dan is also a fellow at Tech Nation at the British American Project alongside the Royal Society of Arts. With the wealth of knowledge to offer in this episode, Dan discusses what it was like to set up Wilson Sonsini's London office, the differences advising UK and US startups alongside providing advice to junior lawyers on how to build a practice specialism. Hi and welcome to another episode of The Exploratory Journey. Today I'm joined by Daniel Glazer. Hi Dan, thanks for joining me. Hi Ben, how you doing? Great to be here today. Thanks for joining me. So um, would you be able to tell us a little bit more about who you are and your career journey? Um, So yeah, let me give you a little bit of background kind of of who I am and and sort of what what we do as as a firm. so I'm the uh, the London office managing partner at Wilson Sonsini, um, and I've 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 been in London. Um, actually, I moved here full full time uh, about three years ago. So that would be the summer of 2018 to launch the office. But was uh, sort of traveling uh, be, be, between the U.S. and the U.K. for about six or seven years before then um, to. Uh, Sort of help build up the uh, the, the business case as as, as it were to uh, to scale a um, a uh, a practice in in the UK that works with UK and European startups and scaleups um, through their their US life cycle launch scale um, raise raise capital commercial partnerships and then exit through M and A and IPO in the United States. Um, a little bit of background, sort of of what the firm as a whole does. Um, Wilson uh, was, uh, was was one of the first, maybe arguably the first law firm in Silicon Valley to work with uh, technology companies um, back in the early 1960s when the first venture funds were formed to invest in technology companies. Um, and our, our model has always been to scale with sort of um, you know, garage stage founders, as it were, and uh, um, and then work with them through uh, IPO and then beyond as a as as, as a public company. Um, you know, sort of one of our best examples is, um, you know, we we started working with uh, with the Google team uh, as as early on as incorporation. We 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 incorporated the company back in ni- 1998, and then we were their their counsel on their their IPO in 2004, and and, and still and still work with them today. Um, and uh, and and so so today the firm is Silicon Valley headquartered, 11 offices around the U.S. Um, 
uh, about, about, about a thousand lawyers focused on technology and life sciences. And so, as I mentioned, you know, I, I head up our, our, our London office, um, as, uh, which we sort of uh, think of as augmented reality Silicon Valley here in, uh, in, in, in London, because uh, you know, the, the, the uh, bulk of the, the, the team here are, uh, are, are US, uh, US corporate tech lawyers that work with, uh, as I mentioned, UK and European startups and scale-ups through that, that, that US journey and, and really sort of stage agnostic US journey so that on any given, any, any, any given morning, um, you know, working with, with companies, um, plotting out their, their seed round, right? Um, you know, all the way up to uh, talking to companies about a, about a potential US, US listing or, or, or US sale. So it's a, um, it is a dynamic practice, uh, to, to say the least. <laughs> it's really interesting because Wilson Sonsini probably has a very unique position in the London market with a high level of expertise in the US. I know some of the amazing stuff you've done, like advising Apple on their IPO or LinkedIn on their acquisition by Microsoft, um, which has some really big deals. Um, and actually, do you think that in your position with a lot of US lawyers um, with and their qualifications in the US, you have a very unique position in advising UK companies in comparison to the rest of, you know, the rest of big UK law firms who obviously will also advise these companies, but on UK matters. And do you think that's kind of set you up well in the past few years to grow? Yeah, I mean, I, I think our certainly our approach um, you know in 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 the market here is you know as I, as I said it a little bit tongue-in-cheek you know augmented reality so Silicon Valley um, and what what we saw um, certainly as the ecosystem here ha has scaled is um, you know an, an increasing desire to in, you know, in, engage with the US capital markets engage with, with, with the US com commercial markets uh, I mean, it, it sort of goes goes back to uh, uh, a discussion that I had um, with the with the uh, with the UK government with uh, what used to be called UK Trade and Investment, now is called the Department for International Trade. Um, it was, I remember meeting with them in New York um, at the British Consulate a couple months after the uh, the, launch, the formal launch of the Tech City Initiative um, by the Cameron government. Um, and I met met with uh, met with DIT um, in New York in, in early 2011 or so, you know. And, and to sort of paraphrase the discussion that that, that we had, it was essentially, you know, hey, um, you know, Dan. Historically, we had talked to a lot of um, American tech companies about coming to the UK, but now we're going to start seeing a lot more uh, U UK tech companies, um, you know, go go to the US both for for commercial and, and capital raising and potential exit. Um, you know, how do we help them? Uh, and if you could do it on the ground in London, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> um, and, and, and so that, that really, you know, as, as they say, challenge, as they say, uh, challenge accepted. Uh, and, and, and that was, that, that was sort of the uh, kickoff um, was, Hey, you know, um, what if uh, sort of waiting here in, in the U S for the, for the companies to, to, to sort of come across and, and, and find us, what if, what if we went across and found the companies? Um, and it's a little bit, little bit like what some of the um, UK and your your European law firms historically had done um, with opening, um, you know, opening offices in, in the U.S. Uh, and 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 sort of moving over UK 
European lawyers to, to sort of bring that local market expertise to American companies looking to go uh, you know, in, into the UK and Europe. Uh, this, this is a little bit of, of, of the reverse, but it, it's, 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 it's scaled, um, I, I'd like to think quite, quite nicely. And, 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 and the team is, uh, has sort of gone from you know, one <laughs> uh, in the summer of eight, eight, 18 to, uh, I think we're, we're gonna be uh, um, you know, about 15, 18 or so by the end of the summer. So, so it's, um, you know, it, 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 it's, um, you know, can continue to be that, that, that approach of um, kind of meeting UK and Euro European companies on this side of the Atlantic. And by this side of the Atlantic, I mean, you know, in London, um, you know, as they're, they're thinking through their, their US plans. And that's still really incredible how you've kind of grown a firm, an office in London organically to kind of that level of lawyers um, in such a short space of time. So I was wondering, what was it like initially kind of setting up Wilson Sonsini's office in London? And what would you say the biggest challenge you faced in doing so? Um. So, you know, it, it's it, it's it's interesting. I, I I'd like to say that <clears throat> I've I've spoken with a, a lot of startups um, over in, in my career, uh, and uh, I'm I'm glad that I did um, be, because hopefully I I learned one or two things from some amazing companies I've talked to over the years of, about about how to uh, can can conceive of and and execute on. Um, you know, a, a hopefully moderately successful startup, <laughs> or, or maybe as, as I sometimes say, if I didn't learn anything, uh, and and the team that you know the, the London team didn't learn anything from all those great companies that we talked to, that would be pretty, pretty, pretty poor listening skills. Um, but but yeah, I, I I really do feel that that uh, you know certainly starting off the very very beginning was a little bit uh, like learning from from the the companies that we were so privileged to to work with. Um, and um, you know, it was it, it, we 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 put 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 the office on on, on Old Street, which was very deliberate. Um, you know, I I I uh, I remember a decade ago coming to London for the first time and coming to to Silicon Roundabout and, yeah. and literally li literally sort of I mean, <laughs> rocking up at the airport. Um, it's like a decade ago, right? Rocking up at at, at, at in Heathrow and and getting in a taxi and saying, "Take me to." Silicon Roundabout, which all sorts of all sorts of rookie mistakes there. Like, who takes a taxi from Heathrow to Old Street Roundabout? <laughs> and then finding out that actually the real name is not Silicon Roundabout; it's Old Street Roundabout. Roundabout right? All these yeah. all these goofy all these goofy things. But and then and then sort of you know dropping you know getting there, dropping my bags at the curb. I mean, literally, it's like like a movie, but it really did play out this way. Like dropping my getting off getting out of the taxi. Dropping my my bags at the curb, looking around and going, "Huh, so this is Silicon Roundabout." <laughs> awesome. Nothing like what you've expected, probably. Um, but you know, and, but I remember thinking, "I'm like, wow, you know, it'd be amazing if we we just you know opened an office um, on Old Street." Um, and it, it it you know if you if you sort of have that laser focus over the years, um, you know, you could you 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 could sort of end you know get to get to the uh, successful end, end point hope, hopefully um but but no look i mean it was um it, it, in some respects it, it 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 was truly like like building a startup but obviously we we also had the the 
the the the, the benefit of, of being on you know opening up an office for one of the largest firms in in the U.S. Um, I it's a little bit like um, I've, I've thought some some sometimes there are aspects of it that are a little little bit like being what I've heard referred to as as, as an entrepreneur um, or an entrepreneurial model like um, that within a within a corporate there are in there are teams um, that that um, build a you know maybe a slightly more uh, dis disruptive or model or a slightly more um, you know, different model. I think there, there, there was a little bit of that, right? Because, um, you know, I, I, it would com be, be completely unfair and, and, and uh, not un unfair to, to, to actual real startups to, to say that it was a real, you know, a, a, a pure startup, but it had startup aspects to it. Um, and, and, and fortunately, uh, with, 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 with the backing of just a you know, tr tremendous team and a tremendous operation in, in, in the U S. Um, but, it, but, you know, it was, it, it, it's been interesting because, you know, it's a, it's a slightly different model. Um, you know, what, what we have, um, you know, the way that we opened here, uh, in, in a couple of ways, right. I mean, putting, putting the office on, on, on old street and, and putting it in a, um, you know, ge geographically, not where you would typically see, um, I think other 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 firms, for, for for better or for worse, but you know, just just different, um, and you know, and and certainly having the 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 approach where um, you know we were having a lot of people come over, um, you know, from 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 from, from the U.S. and uh, um, you know, and 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 sort of sort of combining. Um, a little bit of, of being, uh, you know, sort of outsiders and insiders sim simultaneously. I mean, sort of in insiders that we had been working in this market for a long, long time. Um, and it, and it, it was sort of, sort of funny that I think it was in 2017, um, Rocket Space, the uh, the 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 uh, uh, co-working space in, in, in London. Wrote an article where where it, it identified us as 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 one of the, the the top law firms in London for startups, which was quite <laughs> quite quite nice because we hadn't opened yet. Yeah. Uh, um, so so I mean we had we had been here you know in in at least virtually in a very material way I think, um, but you know but in other in, in other ways you know we were we were very much coming in uh, coming in new. Right, and and we've been very grateful uh, and uh, to the for the reception that we've received here, and uh, we continue to be, uh, uh, if I may use the British term, chuffed uh, to, to 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 be here. Um, I'm 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 doing my my best to become bilingual, uh, speaking both American and British. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, you've seen a lot of organic growth in the UK. Um, you've you've kind of because you kind of work with UK and non-US clients on kind of helping them enter the US market, it must have been a bit difficult initially to try and get them to know you because I know in the US you've got a big presence, but in the UK, I mean, someone when they would be thinking of a lawyer, they might go to maybe a magic circle law firm initially, but then they don't have that footing in the US market that you do. Um, how did it go trying to get hold of your first few clients um, in the UK? So, you know, 
again, this is this is sort of what I mean about a, a bit of a, an outsider and an insider at the at, at, at the same time. I and mean, we have been working with UK companies. I mean, for decades, right? But 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 in but with a particular focus, I I, I would say um, since the, the launch of the the Tech City Initiative, um, and we we had done a lot in 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 the market already before we 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 launched. Um, I mean, I can. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm always, I'm always hesitant, uh, uh, you know, as a, as a lawyer to start mentioning companies and, and, and clients and, you know, without, without, uh, so I yeah, probably need, and sense, I probably need, but... I need, I need to shy away from, from, from that, of course, but I guess su suffice it to say that, that by the time that we opened, formally opened in the summer of 18, um, we were, we were working formally um, with a client base of probably about 250 or so companies on, on, on this side, maybe more on, on this side of the Atlantic in terms of, uh, you know, tech and life sciences um, startups and scale-ups. I mean, it's, it's grown significant since then, but we started with a, um, you know, on, on day one with, with a pretty sizable base that had been built up over several years of fo focusing on, on the market. Um, you know, it certainly wasn't like rocking up on day one in the summer of 18 and saying, right now, you know, we're, we're now opening, we're open for, for business. Hope, hopefully someone come, comes in. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it was, it was a little bit more like, oh, like it's, it's nice that you now actually have an office. We can come visit you. <laughs> right. So, so uh, yeah, but, but so in, in that, in that respect, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to over, overplay it and say, uh, you know, that we, we, we were a scrappy, you know, day one, we, you know, no, no one knows who we are. It was, it was a little bit more of a, of a buildup over many years culminating in the, in, in the launch of the office. But, but yeah, look, it, it's, um, you know, again, it, it, it's, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a differentiated a, a approach. Um, and for, you know, for, for the, for the companies that it, 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 it works with, you know, we, we feel like, you know, it really works. And I think that, um, for UK companies and European companies, one of the things which probably really attracts them to seeking advice from you is that you've got those deep roots in the US, um, particularly with on the investment side and in the venture capital space um, and helping UK and US companies raise money from US-based investors. Um, for our listeners, because many of them are law students and people early in their career, would you potentially be able to um, go through a typical kind of transaction if, say, I were a company in the UK um, say, and I wanted to raise money from some US investors and I came to you saying, can you help me? What would you kind of go through, like, very briefly? Yeah, I, I mean, I think one of the things to just to start with that and just keep in mind is that you know I think it's it's very common in 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 the U.S. for for your professional services firms, um, whether it's your law firm, your 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 tax firm, um, your bank, right, um, to 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 be a bit of a community connector, right. Um, and part of that is is sort of the, the, the life cycle of, approach that a lot of those um, you know a lot of those organizations organizations take. And what 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 I mean by that is, you know, it's it it's, it's certainly 
more common. I'm not going to say it's extremely common, but it's certainly more common. And, and it, it's part of, I think, the, the business model of, of a lot of professional services firms, certainly in tech hotspots like, like the Silicon Valley, New York, Boston, LA, et cetera, um, to start working with a company fairly early um, and then provide not just the core services, whether it be tax or legal or banking or whatever, but, but to provide sort of a 360 degree support for, 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 for the company in, in, in many ways, whether it be, you know, connecting them with commercial partners in your network, going, go, you know, as law firms going to board meetings um, to, you know, to help, help, help the companies with its strategic vision, um, you know, helping uh, tap into venture investors that are in, in, the, in, in, in the firm's network. Um, and all of that is, you know, there's there's an incentive there to help the, the business build as you know substantially and effectively as possible. Be, 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 because again, if you're a if you're a life cycle firm, you know, you, you want the company to get much bigger. So then you can you can stay with them as they get bigger. And 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 it, it's a real rising tide lifts all all boats approach, which I, I think is is core. Um, to the ethos of, of the U.S., the major U.S. tech tech ecosystems, um, you know, and you know, I think that this is this is something that is um, you know increasingly happening in 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 the, the U.K. as well. Um, it's been going on in the U.S. though for 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 decades, um, and 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 that's the the sort of approach that we're trying to uh, to, to to bring in, in, into the market here is that uh, you know from from the experience of not not just you know working with companies at a particular stage, but working with those companies you know throughout their 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 life cycle, you know helping them see around corners a, a little bit, um, you know with with uh, you know helping them help, helping support their strategic vision based on experiences with other companies, but also being able to say, okay, you know you are looking to you know. Uh, you're, you're looking to meet these particular companies. Um, well, let's see if we can help with connections there, right? Or, um, you know, which investors are you looking to connect with? You know, they, they may be in, in our in our in our network, and you know, happy to sort of see if if they might be interested, right? And 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 trying to being being a little a little bit um, you know pro, proactive there as on an informal basis, right? I mean, th this is this is not the it's not the core of what we. We do, right? I mean, we're you know we're not a bank, um, you know we're, but we, we you know we certainly want to be helpful and 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 provide, um, you know sort of a a a a full, a full service as 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 it were. That's not um, you know that's not necessarily in a, in a specific bucket of okay. So they need help with these specific legal questions. Well, we're going to help with that, but anything else is off our plate. I mean, no, I mean. Anything we any basically anything that we can do to help, um, we we want to try to, we want to try to do be, because you know again as a if 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 your approach is to work with companies through their life cycle, you know naturally you end up becoming hugely incentivized to help them build um, through that life cycle. And yeah, I guess building those relationships over time will obviously help you when you're trying to grow with these companies you're not just there for that one transaction you're there through you know raising their first seed round all the way to ipo like you've said um and i think that's probably a really good way to take it and it's probably why you've seen so much growth 
Well, and it's also, I think, one of, one of the things that, that we find, um, you know, that in the U.S. is that, is that, that the companies um, on average are move extremely quickly. And, and part, part of that, in fairness, is, is, that, is that they are able to, um, the, the funding rounds still on average um, at certain stages tend to be a little bit bigger in, in, in the U.S. Than, than, than elsewhere, although that gap is shrinking. Um, but it, one of the things that is that I think is, is is noticeable about American companies is that they've got they, that they've got all these advisors around them, you know, looking to support them as they scale, right? Like in other words, the company is not alone. Um, the the company has, you know, th on average, a venture backed tech company will think of having its law firm its tax firm, its bank, right? And, 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 and that, that sort of partnership there um, where you know, each, each side is thinking, okay, this is, this is not, this is not, this is not transaction-based, so to speak. This, this is relationship-based over a long, hopefully long period of time. Um, you know, you're, the, the, the company is often getting help there and a, a, slight, a slight push you know, in, in the best possible way. Um, and 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 support where where it needs, which 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 is a which which allows it to 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 move a little bit faster. And one of the things I I often say is in the U.S. is that the, you know the, the 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 compliance environment in particular, legal, tax, etc. Um, you know that that environment is is pretty sub substantial. You know not only do you have the the, you know, the the federal issues, but but you've got the fifty state overlay as as well. You know, and you can easily get bogged down in that, um, and and as a result, the the U.S. is not a DIY environment, right? Is that is that in particular in the U.S. you end up putting, let's say five or so, but let's call it five advisors around you, right? You, you have your your law firm, your your tax firm, your bank, your insurance provider, and your 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 payroll and benefits provider. If you're a sort of typical venture back startup. And those five, um, you know, are able to sort of take care of a lot of the administrative stuff. Um, that's a technical term, stuff. You know, that 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 arises in 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 the U.S. So that you can focus on core business, right? Because otherwise, you know, the, the company could get bogged down in this. I mean, I'll, I'll pass along an anecdote. I remember a, um, a U.S. tax accountant who once told me. Um, that, uh, that 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 there were roughly thirteen thousand taxing geographies uh, in the, in the United States. When you when you add up city, county, uh, state, and federal, you get roughly thirteen. That's crazy, 000. right? Right, and 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 it's funny because you know if you mention that on on this side of the Atlantic, um, again, you know, I'm I'm based in London. Um, you know, there's a little bit of the like. That's crazy, like you just said. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, you know, a little bit of the 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 deer in the headlights. Like, how am I going to keep track of thirteen thousand taxing geographies? Whereas, you know, I'll say that to I'll say that to like a, you know, a founder in New York or something, and they'll shrug and they'll say, I don't, well, I don't, I don't care. That's what my accountant does. Like, why are you bothering me with this? <laughs> yeah. And 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 that's you know, as I said, it, it's a it's a little bit less DIY. Um, be, 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 because it, it would just, uh, you know, over time, and actually I think this, this is maybe one of the key points here. Over time, there are a number of firms in all these different areas, right? Whether it's legal or tax, uh, whatever, that have established themselves as repeat players, 
And, and that goes for the entire ecosystem. The, 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 the venture funds are re repeat players. Increasingly over time, certainly in somewhere like the Valley that's been going for 60 years or so, right? The, the founders are repeat players. And the more that you have that ecosystem of repeat players, the more self-regulating it is, the more everyone trusts each other and the more that you're able to, to move quickly, right? Knowing that, you know, if you don't, if, I mean, I'm going to be a little bit flippant here, but if you don't kind of behave, right, that that gets around, right? Again, it's 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 the the, the benefit of being in an ecosystem of re, repeat players, and it's you know, I, I often think that you know what is a tech ecosystem? But it's basically you know a group of stakeholders that are able to conduct business more efficiently and effectively through building personal trust, um, you know, and and that's very 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 powerful. And relationships are at the core of all of that. And I think sometimes people miss miss that kind of idea that it's just as important to be able to form good relationships as it is to be technical as a lawyer. Um, so I wanted to actually touch on kind of that um, idea about advising UK and US startups and kind of the differences and because you spent a lot of time in New York prior to 2010 and getting involved in the UK ecosystem and have probably advised a lot of US based startups and have worked with them to grow into you know some of the big companies which they are today what do you think are the biggest differences that you've seen in advising US companies and UK companies just more generally, regardless of kind of the stage they're at? Yeah. So the biggest difference to, to me is, it actually stems from the, the difference in the litigation system um, between the US and, and the, 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 the UK. So in the UK, um, you know, if, if you and I have a business dispute and we go to court and you win, Right. Um, I'm going to pay most or, or all of your of your fees. Right. It's the that's why they call it the English rule. Right. Um, is the uh, is is the roughly speaking loser loser pays, and and that that would tend to put a damper on litigation because hey, do we really want to go double or nothing here? Yeah. Um, it's right? bigger risk. It's bigger risk, and and actually, you know. Am, am I really going to call up my lawyer and have them write a nasty letter and threaten to sue you? Um, is that credible in the UK? Maybe, maybe not. Again, it goes back to, are we really going to go double or nothing here? And, you know, you, you, you don't hear about companies suing each other or maybe, more, maybe even more importantly, threatening to sue each other. Right, in quite the same way in, in, in the UK as a, as a result of that. Um, and, and what that leads to, I think, is that you know, if, if the threat of litigation is, is, is lower, um, you know, how proactive are companies, non-lawyers you know, non at companies, going to be about seeking legal advice? In other words, you know, what's the what's the risk of, of getting it wrong? Um, and, and, I, and I think that's something that we, that we see in uh, one difference between startups in, in the UK versus, versus the, the, the US is you know, a, a tendency as, a, I think in large part because of, of let's say 
arguably the lower risk environment with the lower litigation environment, um, you know, to maybe take it advice on a, on a problem solving basis, right? Um, we have a, you know, we, we, have, we, have, we have an issue, we're gonna try to figure it out. If we can't, you know, let's take advice on this from, from counsel, right? Whereas in the US, if we go to court and you win, you still pay all your own fees. And you think about how that plays out. Like if I'm a big company and you're a small company, you know, and I can, and I have any sort of claim against you, maybe from a contract dispute, right? I can, I can put you in a position where your, your um, choices are, you know, go to court, maybe you win, but you're still out your legal fees, which could be substantial, right? Or you settle on my terms, right? Um, disgruntled employee, you're, you're the employer, right? In, in, yeah. in the US. Um, same sort of thing, right? If, if they're working with a contingency fee, plaintiff side, employment lawyer, they can, you know, assert a range of different claims. Um, well, okay, so now your choices as the employer are to um, fight that out in court. Again, maybe you win, but now you're out the legal fees. So, so that what happens is, is that, is that the, the potential for, for claims has settlement value in America, right? Um, in a way that it doesn't quite have the same value here in, in, the, in, in, in the, the, the UK. So, so the question then is, how do I avoid that in the first place, right? Like if, if, the settle, if the settlement is bad and the litigation is bad, well, what's the option? Well, door number three, as they say, um, is, and, and that is um, taking problem avoidance legal advice to, to, to avoid that situation in, in the first place. In other words, you know, I, I kind of feel that, that a lot of the, the times the advice you're providing in, in the States is, you know, how, how does the company um, achieve its business goals while managing risk? And, and that means the nature of the advice that you need to provide is always a mix of commercial and legal, strictly legal, right? Um, and 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 what what I mean by that is if you if you just say well here's here's the legal risk, and 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 don't temper it with business judgment. Well, okay, it's risky. Now what? We still we're we're still a fast moving startup and we have to achieve our goals, right? But if if you just provide the commercial advice and just say just do it, <laughs> all upside. Um, well, in the U.S., that can blindside you, um, you know, and, and and sidetrack you in in a much more material way than 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 in in, in the than in most of the geographies around the world. So that there's the there, there there's really a a, a a natural blend of commercial and, and legal that that comes into how you advise companies in in, in the U.S., which which feels different. Right than than what than generally what you might find elsewhere in the world, and where that stems from is our litigation environment. Um, is 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 that you you have to be be be, be providing that mix of, of commercial and legal for the uh, to maximize the the, the effectiveness of, of the advice um, you know given the U.S. litigation system. Um, but that also sort of goes to why. You know, how law firms work with startups um, in, you know, in generally in, 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 in the U.S. is that you know a lot of companies 
you know, are building something for the first time and, you know, they, 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 they can't always see, you know, five steps ahead of them. And, and that's why, again, why that partnership model can be so useful um, that if you're, you know, if your bank or your tax firm or your payroll and benefits provider or your law firm has seen the, 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 these issues before um, and, ha and has gained that um, ability to provide both the, the technical advice tempered with commercial judgment or maybe commercial judgment tempered with professional advice, um, that can be particularly effective in, in, in helping a company scale quickly and effectively. But do you, do you think that kind of that mix of commercial and legal advice, which you've spoken about, do you think it's still offered in the same way in the UK? Or do you think there's a, because of the different litigation environment, which you've spoken about, it's kind of a bit more of one or the other at times? I think no. I, I think that there, it's definitely being offered. I don't think it. I don't think it. It's. It comes quite as. Um, I, I. I don't think it's historically always the way. Let's say in a pre-startup world, I don't think it came as naturally, um, because of that litigation environment. Now in the startup world, um, that sort of that sort of advice is is crucial and that's why you're, you're seeing i i think um you know the market evolve here um be, be, because you know if i'm an early stage british startup i that's really kind of what i what i need is is, is you know i i need the i need the the mix of um you know the legal support but also the business judgment right it's it's one thing if you're taking advice in your your you're a plc Right, and you, you've got massive amounts of resources and experience, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's another thing, you know, if you're 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 a ten-person, you know, pre-A company, and this is your first startup, and you know, you are smart as a whip, and you are an amazing business person. But you know what? This is your first business, and you know, it'd be helpful to get a little bit of, you know, yeah. um, a little bit of advice about what 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 comes next. And that's that's hope. That's you know, again, where, where, uh, you know, a, a robust e ecosystem can be effective. That's really interesting. And I think a lot of people will find that really interesting, um, especially for, you know, UK-based law students who kind of don't really understand the US market as well, quite naturally. Um, yeah, let me, yeah, actually, if you don't mind, I'm just gonna pick up on that. Yeah, it, I mean, directing this to, to law students, if, what you're looking to do is to make a career um, in the short term or eventually the long term in working with with high high growth companies. Um, that is going to be one one of the the, the 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 most effective approaches that you can the most value that you can add is is going to be to to learn how to advise them on on on, on both the, the the business and the legal aspects of what 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 they need just because that that you, you, unique model of growing a startup where on the one hand, you know, so many companies have come before you. And so, so, so there are certainly best practices and less best practices, but on the other hand, the, the company itself has not necessarily done this before. Um, that's where it, it, that's where you can truly shine as a strategic advisor and as a strategic partner to the, to, to the company. And frankly, it's also why, it's also why the lawyers that 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 do this so so much really enjoy doing it, because 
providing that sort of st strategic advice truly makes you a partner to the business and and um, it, you know ma makes it feel I'd like to think justifiably that, that you are you are contributing to, to to building something tangible. And it's also kind of as you said, um, working with the company through many stages of growth, it's a journey. And I think being part of that journey is probably also very valuable rather than just kind of having these singular transactions here and there, which you might work on. Um, There's yeah, a trust. In, yeah. I mean, because there, 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 there's certainly, again, with, with, with startups and scale-ups, there's a real trust aspect of this. There's a real relationship aspect of, of, of this. Um, and it's cer certainly always been, been our view is that, um, you know, the more that, 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 that we can create that trust and build that relationship early, early on, you know, that holds everyone in, in, in great, in, in good stead, um, the bigger that they get, right. And, and when the issues get more and more com complex and, and the outcomes, um, you know, are, are more, more and more, uh, consequential, um, you know, having people around you. That have been on, and you use the word, and I, I like that a lot. That you, uh, who have been on on the journey with you, um, you know, is is, is important. I, I remember, <laughs> I remember being uh, just an added quick anecdote. I remember uh, being in, at, a, at an event where a, uh, a a British founder was was talking about the IPO process and and the, their their real realization at the eleventh hour that as they looked around the room and they realized that their their best and only friend was their lawyer <laughs> and he, he said you know it, that it, it was a it was a i think he called it, it was a surprising realization <laughs> and that's probably why you should have them from day one all the way to the end because you basically know you know them you've got that relationship and they've probably foreseen a lot of the problems that you've probably passed over because you're so focused on other things but look, it, 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 it takes a, to, to paraphrase someone, uh, it, it, it takes a village, as they say, to, to build these things, um, you know, that, 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 that the best companies are, you know, it, there's a lot of different, different con contributors in, in, in the end. And, um, you know, again, that, that's one of the lessons of the, of the Valley is that there, there's a lot of contributors and, and when done correctly, there, there's a lot of winners um, for, the, for the most successful ones, right? Whether it be through employee equity plans or being uh, through um, you know, your, 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 your investors or whether it be through the advisors who have invested their, their, their time in you for, for so long. You know, there's a, there's a reason why, you know, on the big exits, especially in the US, you know, you see all these, all these posts on social media, you know, thanking all these different people, not, not, not just management or not just the, 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 the primary VCs. There's a lot of people who, who contribute. Um, so yeah, I wanted to kind of touch on building a specialism as a junior lawyer. Um, and you've you've worked in the industry for quite a long time. And over time, I guess you've developed that specialism in the tech and life sciences sectors. How did you end up specializing in that area? And do you have any specific pieces of advice to a junior lawyer trying to figure out or even, even someone prior to being a lawyer, like in law school, trying to figure out the areas of law they're interested in and where they want to work. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass along two, two pieces of advice that I received over, over time um, that I found to be really valuable. 
uh, in in sort of building uh, building what seems to be a career <laughs> so 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 far. Uh, the um, the the first one is that when you're thinking about building a practice, right, and 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 this this can start from the very beginning. It it does you don't need to wait till you're a partner or even a senior associate, right, to start thinking about how you want to build a practice. This starts from from day one, um, you know, as as you're starting to learn about the law, and then certainly going to to, to practice as an uh, as an associate, which is Think about it in three steps, right? Number one, what is what is the problem that you're looking to solve, right? Um, and you know, start broad and and now and and drill drill down if you have to. But what is the problem out there that that you think you you that you can solve? The second, right, step is what is the solution to that problem? I mean, you you got to figure you got to figure figure it out, right? Is that what can what can you bring to the table to solve that pain point um, for your clients for the market whatever it is, right? And then the third is that how do you how do you then you make everyone who needs to know know that you are the solution to the problem, right? Um, that can, and 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 to sort of take that to the, let's say, to a, even like a junior associate level, what's the area of the law that, that, that you see, you know, clients or even others at the firm, right? Um, you know, your, your colleagues, you know, what, what is it that you see them struggling with? Um, then how do you solve that problem? And then how do you tell, let's say, forget clients for a moment, if you're like a first year associate, how do you let the other, the more senior associates and the partners know that you are the solution to that problem, so that when the opportunity comes, they come that to they you. bring, they come to you, right? That's that model can be can be scaled, right? And, and it it can start as small as as you know making yourself known within the firm, even as early as when you're a summer clerk, um, all the way up to building building a, um, a standalone practice as, as a partner, right? Um, the second piece of advice is, is, is more, um, it can be applied to the law, and, but, but, it, but it, it's, it's, it's broader, right? Which is that someone once told me that, um, you know, the, 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 the utopian place to be is, 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 is the following, right? you there are things that you are good at right there are are things that um that that can make you a career right that are, are you know are, that you will be that people will compensate you for right things you're good at things people will, will compensate you for and things that you enjoy doing right and you know we could we could come up with a few different thought experiments and come up with you know where there's only one of the three or two of the three, right? But if you can get all three, something you like doing, something you're good at doing, and something that people will compensate you for, so you can build a career and feed your family, you can find scenario. all. That's the utopian model, as a friend of mine once said. <laughs> um, that that and and that is something to strive for. Um, 
right? And 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 that and and don't don't as a piece of advice, you know, to law students, you know, don't don't sell yourself short. Um, even if even if you are not there currently, even if there's not necessarily a, a clear pathway in the short term to reaching that that point. Um, Keep that in the back of your mind as a long-term goal, and you know, and 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 try to strive toward ending up in that in that place. Because, because in my mind, that's you know, I, I think a, a lot of um, you know, there there there's a lot of justifiably important discussion about work-life balance, but I also I think just as just just as important as work-life balance is that work-life satisfaction, um, and um, and even even work life integration, um, and, you know, and and that is, and and I think the closer that you get to that model that I mentioned, where that um, where, where where you can hit all three of those points simultaneously, um, you know, that's that's where that's where I, I think you know real sort of fulfillment, professional and personal fulfillment potentially lies. That's some good advice and. Yeah, probably it does take time to figure that out and try to get to that point, but I guess it's very worth it in the end. Um, so I just wanted to ask one final question, which I kind of always ask everyone who I speak to. Um, what motivates and inspires you? It's quite a broad question. Actually, it's a good segue because what motivates and inspires me is what I just said. Um, which, which is which is every day striving toward that um, that utopian place, right? Where where um, sort of sort of hopefully hopefully doing do, doing something that I'm at least trying to be good at, <laughs> um, you know, hope, do do doing something that hopefully people will uh, believe has some has some value, um, and. Um, but I have to say, I love doing it. So I've got, I've got, I've definitely got one of the three, and I'll keep striving on the other two. Um, but, but yeah, that that that's what sort of keeps me moving, move, move, moving forward, and uh, not just in, uh, not just in terms of maybe uh, per professional life, but just overall, right? Um, just trying to continue to, to 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 strive to that to that place where where it all comes together. I think that's a really good thing to end on. So thank you so much for speaking with me. And I'm sure some of what we've discussed really resonates with our listeners and um, provides some great value to them. So thank you. And if you want to check out Daniel, I will tag all his socials um, and Wilson Sonsini's socials in the podcast bio. Thanks a lot for having me. Really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the exploratory journey and I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Please make sure to follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and make sure to follow all our social media channels on Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn to stay up to date with our future episodes. <laughs>